the midday news. The news is live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi. We are on Love 99.5 FM, over 16 affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions, including Radio Justice in Tamale, Radio Pando in Pandu, Fafa Radio in Georgia, and Jatai FM in Karaga. We are live on X Spaces. You're on Facebook. You're on myjournalonline.com. The midday news is sponsored by Petrol Soul, your clean fall in full quantity. Petrol Soul is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Dura Plus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDP pipe and what a tank. We are the only water story tank with a level indicator. Where Duraplus goes, water flows. This afternoon, food becomes scarce in the Oti regional town of Inquanta as economic activities grind to a halt following interior ministers in position of curfew. I owe a provision shop. And looking at what has happened in Quanta now, I can say it has slowed down business. We didn't come out. Yesterday, we didn't get any bread or any product to buy. We'll take you live to the area where the OT regional minister is currently leading a RECSEC meeting to find solutions to the conflict and other damages caused by the clashes. Yeah, so we are going to get further details on um, the situation on the ground uh, as of now. And then we also want to find out those houses that were burned. Where are the people now? I'll also take you to the Volta region where investigations are currently underway following a tragic car crash in Ho, killing eight persons and leaving over 10 injured. Uh, our confirmation, eight people, yes, as of yesterday. It, it was very, very, very serious, very, very serious. And much later, boss managers challenged former President John Mahama over the dispute of claims of losses under the NPP government and accused him of $37 million submitted by BDCs. But the 37 million BDC claims, the same BDCs had signed off that it's no more 37 million, but it's 11 million dollars. We saved this country a whopping 26 million US dollars. I also take you to Parliament where the debate on the 2024 budget has been suspended following the absence of the finance minister and his deputies. We see evidence from the political leadership of the ministry present in the house. Then we can go to the budget debate. We have sports. Some Ghanaians go hard on Chris Hilton after Ghana's defeat to Comoros in the 2026 World Cup qualifiers. And later, the U.S. Embassy in Ghana has updated travel advisory for LGBTQ plus travelers to Ghana. They are urging extreme caution amid emerging threats against the community. That and more in this afternoon's edition of the Midday News. I am MFA Apau. And we are your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. Please do stay on for details. Many thanks for choosing us. We settle down now and start off from the OT regional town of Inquanta. And we are told that bite hunger is beginning to bite hard after uh, that curfew by the interior minister to retain calm. Eight persons are confirmed dead um, over the clashes between the Adeli Chala and Achode um, ethnic groups and residents in two communities over the Ayam Festival. But since the curfew kicked in yesterday, economic and social activities have been suspended with most food bars closed. Schools and churches are are also forced to close early. Remaining uh, residents say they are unable to get food to buy. Adum News is of Brimpong. Owusu spoke to some of them. Because of the curfew, like yesterday, how the tension came to town? No we didn't come out. Yesterday, we didn't get any bread or any product to buy. 
But today, yeah, because of the curfew, you sleep 5 o'clock p.m. and wake up 6 o'clock a.m. The curfew level, the, yeah, the tension, the pressure calm down. So we thank God. But if not, yes, yeah, still, you know, pressure day. Man, I have I owe a provision shop. And looking at what has happened in Quanta now, I can say it has slowed down business. Not to talk about the school children. For now, we don't know their safety. But for now, they are closed down. Very two reasons, therefore, is good. But economically, yeah, it's not helping. Because even to get food and eat is becoming hard to even come across. All shops are even locked. People are having money on their phones to even go and buy money. Now, you know, because of e-commerce, things are very hard to even get physical cash. And when you even get a cash, where will you buy food? So it's serious. And people are even running to where they can have safety. And some people are even going to places that they don't even know, just following friends. Some residents in Inquanta they're interacting with us. Uh, thankfully, Adum News or Brimpong also uh, joins us on the line with details, updates on what the situation is in the town. Um, last night was the curfew in position. Let's talk about the situation now as we speak. Now, activities have been dwindling to eight feet because of the situation in Inquanta. Activities like food and other stuff have become for people to enable to get access to food and water since the imposing of the case since yesterday people have been finding difficult to go out to get access to what they want to do to ensure that households are kept in a good uh, environment as i said with you we've been roaming through one township to see what activities are ongoing and as they read it down food becomes so cares for people in terms of water too, has not been left out. Residents have been complaining to us about the situation which they think the intervention of the curfew has actually brought some peace or relief to them, but still thinking that the interior minister and the government can further step, step to ensure that this uh, every day, every year occurrence of riots and disturbances will come to an end. People are still flying out of town. Workers are leaving. There's no even bank or mobile money for people to even access. It's becoming a, a, a situation for mm. residents here whereby we, we can confess that Pantat Camp has to be deserted okay. due to the nature that has a uh, well, um, we know that this particular curfew is to actually restore calm in the area. Um, it's just one night though, but do you get the sense that that has been achieved? Well, we think with the importance of this um, curfew, will a bit way prevent or stop uh, the precarious actions that have been happening. As I said with you, we have visited the lorry stations and other stations to see how activities and economic activities are ongoing. People are still, as I indicated, people are still living. And it is becoming a problem. Uncle South has remained one of the economic activities in the region. People travel from far and near to have the activities here or to have their economic activities here. Today is supposed to be one of the market centers in Elfanta where people travel from Kumasi, Accra, we enable them to have access to fish, the Akosomo fish. 
today mm. due to the situation on ground they could not travel mm. uh, so food hunger food safety has become a challenge here because then they were unable to travel to the nearby community to enable them get access to fish okay. to feed the community is becoming a challenge for them as well that's um, Adum TV and Adum News is Brimpong also there giving us updates uh, on the situation. Meanwhile, a regional security meeting is underway to deliberate the recent clashes. We can hear uh, from the regional minister, Joshua Makubo. Yeah, so we are going to get further details on um, the situation on the ground uh, as of now. And then we also want to find out those houses that were banged. Where are the people now? Um, is there a need for us to appeal for some intervention regarding their up to where they can be? And uh, these are some of the things we want to look at. We are saying, where are those people? Are they living down? Have they run out of the town? Where are they? How are they being catered for? That is also very uh, relevant if we have to calm the situation. So the outcome of the meeting will determine um, if maybe temporarily we find out that, okay, they are being displaced, they are in town, they have no places, and if we distinct, we have to raise for them to be inside. It will all come out as a meeting. You know, our research meeting, the NADMO director is part of it, uh, as well as the coordinating director and then the security agencies. That's the OT Regional Minister Joshua Makubu there interacting with us about that uh, RedSec meeting currently underway. Now let's head to the Volta region and investigations are underway to unravel the circumstances leading to a Tuesday evening crash at Ho, which resulted in eight deaths. According to the Ho Municipal Commander of the Ghana National Fire Service, Sete, the crash resulted in more than 10 people sustaining life-threatening injuries and are now receiving treatment in the hospital. He says his team faced difficulties in extricating the dead and the injured from the mangled vehicle. Yes, uh, our confirmation, eight people, yes, as of yesterday, it, it was very, very, very serious, very, very serious. The accident was very serious. What, what really caused it? Uh, naturally, per our initial investigation, the 207 had a brake failure. So he was traveling from Tambay heading towards Sudakope where the incident occurred. So it was a head-on collision with Zoom Lion truck. How easy or how difficult was it trying to get the injured people out of the mangled vehicle? Yes, uh, yeah, it was very difficult for our men to get the people on board. And, but because we are professionals, we did it very well. And we conveyed their body and we handed everything to the ambulance to convey the body to the hospital. The investigation underway, my investigation underway. So at the right time, maybe I'll get in touch and give you the rest of the information. Now ahead of the Christmas celebrations, the National Road Safety Authority is cautioning drivers against speeding beyond accepted limits and wrong overtaking. Public Relations Officer for the National Road Safety Authority, Pell Adususatekla, spoke to join News at a Road Traffic Victims Remembrance Day event here in Accra. On behalf of the National Road Safety Authority, I want to caution all drivers to be cautious on the road. Do not exceed the speed limit. Do not do wrongful overtaking and do not drive recklessly because all these things are factors that causes crashes. As we are entering the festive season, a lot of crashes will happen because of heightened mobility. Please let's be cautious. Pedestrians wear the right attire and walk at the right direction to avoid crashes during the festive season. 
Now, drivers and commuters plying the Akratema motorway are asking the relevant authorities to fix crush barriers on the stretch. They say the absence of the barriers threaten their lives because they may fall in the drains while navigating the numerous potholes. Here's a Rejoice Semifak Besu's report read to you. To the untrained eye, it is a normal day on the Akratema motorway. For months, the road has been deteriorating with some speed. The speed limits on this stretch reach 90 kilometers per hour, but with the iron rods popping out in gapping holes on what was once Ghana's spread road, driving at 90 kilometers could be suicidal. Drivers have to drive at a tortoise pace in order to navigate the dangerous potholes. Apart from the dangers posed by these dangerous potholes, these drivers have other challenges to deal with on the road. A number of the bridges on the motorway are without their protective metal railings. And for drivers, it adds to their fear. Jerry Asamoah uses the motorway daily. He says the absence of the crash barriers adds to the already precarious situation they find themselves in whilst driving on the road. Also, we are very, very careful because of the because of the the open drains on the road are dangerous. Imagine someone driving at speed from the runabout and losing control. They need to fix them with some iron crash barriers. Rejoice, Semefak Besu's report there, while the Department of Urban Roads also rejecting suggestions that their negligence is the cause of the prevalent dysfunctional traffic lights across the country. It's rather blaming rampant crashes into traffic infrastructure and theft and vandalism as the main causes of accidents in traffic intercessions. Kwesi Adaiquating's report read to you. Malfunctioning traffic lights in the city have been on the radar of joy news for months. Faulty traffic lights have led to accidents and confusion at traffic intersections. Numerous reports by joy news have uncovered the stress and anxiety road users endure at dysfunctional traffic intersections. Joy News' Samuel Mbura in his main report touched on how chaotic the situation is at some traffic intersections. Right behind me, just where this traffic light is, the dysfunctional traffic light is, two salon cars, one blue in color, another red had a crash because there is no traffic um, controlling the flow here. The Department of Urban Road has come under heavy criticism. The public blames the menace on the negligence of the department. But speaking at a multi-stakeholder road safety forum, the department blamed faulty traffic light on rampant crashes, vandalism, and theft. Neville Dodukote is a principal electrical engineer at the department. The data that we have for this year, we have recorded vehicular crashes of 83 from January to now. Then another trend that is disturbing a lot is vandalism and theft. I should say most of the traffic lights that are not functioning in the central business district is as a result of vandalism and theft. Kwesia Daikwaten's report read to you there. Now, let me take you to Parliament, where the leadership of the minority, there are furious ministers of state, are failing to appear in Parliament to do business. Parliament is currently debating the 2024 budget, and since it started yesterday, attendance has largely been poor, with few ministers attending to the House. Deputy Minority Whip Ahmed Ibrahim says, if the ministers do not want to do their jobs, they should step aside for others to take over. When the minority leader Honorable Oseche Mesa Bunsu said the entire minority were not going to be part of the business. He did not say anything and therefore 
that decision from the minority leader was binding on all of them. And they have no voice on the floor on that day. So if the Honorable Atufosin said it here that the entire minority were boycotting parliament, the speaker, all of us are bounded by his word. Let me take you live to Parliament now and our Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kweku Asante joins us on the line. So Kweku, we know that yesterday there was poor attendance from the start of the debate. Is that the same situation today? Yes, MFR. At the time the Speaker of Parliament walked in, there were not more than 15 MPs on both sides of the of the aisle. Most majority MPs were absent. There was no minister in the House except the majority themselves, who is the Minister for Parliamentary Affairs. Over the last few minutes, the attendance has picked up somehow, but it is still not even up to 150 members on both sides of the house, and business has been progressing quite slowly on the floor. And we have been hearing from the former minority leader, Harun Edrisu, who's argued that a budget debate should not continue if the finance minister does not come to the floor or his deputies. As I look, I have not seen the minister for finance or a representative of the minister for finance. The minister of finance has another minister of state and probably two other deputies. Mr. Speaker, budget oversight is our most important oversight function as parliament. And budget oversight means a lot for the Ghanaian people. This is where we assure them that indeed the parliament of Ghana controls the public purse and supervises the public purse for their good. That's former minority leader Harun Idrisu. Well, what's the speaker's uh, reaction to the comments raised by him? Well, at the time, the Speaker of Parliament agreed with him and actually deferred the debate and said until the minister or his deputies appear on the floor, the debate was not going to happen. Statements we see evidence from the political leadership of the ministry present in the House. Then we can go to the budget debate. So let's handle statements now. We need them to be available to note the submissions of members, take them serious, and make sure that they are factored into the management of our economy. Quick, could please tell me if they showed up for the debate to continue? Well, 30 minutes later, Abinor Siasa, the Deputy Minister for Finance, walked in, and that allowed the debate to start. And in fact, we've been hearing from Alexander Fengamaki, the deputy majority leader, who's been kickstarting day two of the debate on the majority side. He has just concluded, and the House has taken a five-minute suspension for the Speaker of Parliament to meet some people. And when they return, the minority are expected to respond to the arguments put forth by the deputy majority leader. As a parliamentary affairs correspondent, Kwekwa Sante there. You know this week also, uh, during a breakfast meeting, the Speaker of Parliament, Alban Bagbing, raised concerns about um, the near sale of his bungalow and his eviction. Well, there's been a statement. We've been hearing from the Lands Commission and the Lands and Natural Resources Minister on this. Investigations kick-starting. But there's a, a statement from the Speaker's um, office and Elton Brobe joins me in studio with it. What, what, what does it say? So, for more like a, a rejoinder to okay. all the issues that have come up so far. Now, the statement said that we refer to the media story on 
in reaction to the statement by the Speaker of Parliament uh, regarding the official residence of the Speaker of Parliament. It must be noted that Mr. Speaker stated that the attempt at selling his official residence, which he made reference to during the Speaker's breakfast forum in Accra on Monday, November 20. The potential buyer proceeded to the Lands Commission for the necessary due diligence and realized the status of the property. This was when Mr. Speaker got to know about it. The, the statement said that we wish to state the following. The Right Honorable Speaker did not say that the Speaker's official residence had been sold. What he said was that it was almost sold. The reaction by the Ministry of Lands and Natural Resources, the Ministry of Works and House and the Lands Commission so far have not tackled the subject matter of the alleged sale. A visit to the official residence of the Speaker will unveil that almost all the surrounding buildings and accompanying parcels of land have been sold out to private developers. High-rise apartments have been constructed all around, leaving the Speaker's residence as an island and endangering the safety and security of the Honorable Speaker of Parliament. The statement again says that trip down memory lane revealed that sometime in 2019, the official accommodation of the sitting clerk to parliament located in cantonment was sold to a private developer. Other properties assigned to parliament have also been sold as well. We are encouraged by the decision of the Minister of Lands and Natural Resources to investigate this matter and hope the investigation will establish who attempted to sell and who the potential buyer was. Transparency in this matter is of utmost importance for the sake of public confidence in state institutions. This is signed by David Sebastian Damwa, Director of Media Relations Office at the Office of the Speaker of Parliament. Thank you very much, Elting. And we've been hearing uh, from the Lands and Natural Resources Minister Bujinapa when he spoke on Top Story, mentioned that um, they are actually investigating this particular matter. You've been hearing from the Speaker. There's more on myjoyonline.com. Let's take a quick break here on the Midday News Live. On Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra, in Kumasi on Love 99.5 FM, and affiliate across Ghana's 16 regions. The midday news is proudly sponsored by Petrol Soul, your clean fuel in full quantity. Also brought to you by Duraplus Ghana Limited, where Duraplus goes, water flows. We'll return from the break with sports and then boss managers challenge former President John Mahama's claims of losses under the NPP government, accusing him of misinformation and misinterpretation of audited accounts. We have moved the company that made losses of 459 million Ghana cities in 2016 to a profit-making company. In 2021, it was 161. In 2022, we more than doubled to 343. And that U.S. Embassy travel advisory for LGBTQI um, travelers um, to Ghana urging extreme caution amid emerging threats against the community. Stay with me for details of that and more after the break. Budgets are tight and money difficult to come by. You want to be sure you get the best value for your money. These are not times to be spending money fixing expensive engine problems because of cheap fuel and lubricants. Drive to a petrol store station today and buy your quality fuel and lubricants and rest assured of fuel that lasts long and lubricants that prevent expensive engine problems. Hear the sound. <laughs> petrol store, clean fuel in full quantity. Imagine say water wake up at dawn. You know both. You know chop. Where it vanish for your area for two weeks. Uh-huh. You not get one drop safe inside your tank. Hey. Our life was in dangerous. Only our neighbor get water with water tank. Water, water tank? Yes. Water tank. 
mamma mia. That water tank gets meter for checking water level. That water tank be fine past Kumasi Selenium. <laughs> that water tank be tough like Ghana Army. That water tank, they carry water, pe, pe, pe. so say some no go left inside the supply tank. Mm. What a tank! That's my boss, Mr. Foncho Gotor. <laughs> Beautiful, durable, with water level indicator and accurate volume of water. Water tank. What a tank by Duraplast. Calling all of that year's students and well-wishers. Join us for an unforgettable day as Presec marks its 85th anniversary with a grand speech and prize-giving day hosted by the Odadia 98-year group under the theme Building Upon a Legacy of Excellence, Developing Holistic Values-Driven Change Agents. Chaired by Mr. James Boating, 2018 National Best Farmer and Odadia 78. The event starts at 10 a.m. on the 25th of November 2023 at the newly built ceremonial grounds. Speakers for the day will include Dr. Delali Fiagbe, Head of Psychiatry at UGMS, and Mr. Kwabna Asantipoku, Country Director of British International Investment, both proud of Dadia 98. Our guest of honor is Dr. Yao Oseyuducho, Minister of Education, with Dr. Ofori Sapo and Right Reverend Professor Joseph Obriya Boamante, gracing the event as special guests. Mark your calendars, 25th November, at the Presec Ceremonial Grounds. Oh, come longer, join us as we celebrate 85 years of excellence. Brought to you by the Odadia 98, Illuminator of the Bimos Lumen. Thanks for staying with us. Time for sports. Mubarak. Yep. Uh, for three matches away from home under coach Chris Hutton and Ghana has yet to score, uh, has scored just a goal and yet to win a game. Now, yesterday's defeat to Comoros, who are ranked 128th in the world, leaves the Black Stars in third in Group I of the 2026 World Cup qualifiers. Now, some Ghanaians expressed their disappointment with Hilton. On Friday, in the second half of the game against Madagascar. A certain group of players came onto the pitch and they changed the game. Why didn't they start this game? If, if I'm the FA, that's a simple question I'm asking the coach. It's just simple, fire the coach. He's not good enough. He's been around this team since the World Cup with Otoado. After that, a lot of the performance he's put in has prepared over the cracks. Actually, Madagascar should have won in Kumasi. We struggled and struggled and we got over the line. If we are... Well, <laughs> yeah, up next for the Black Stars is at next year's AFCON and it is unclear if Hilton will be in charge for the tournament. We'll see how it goes. Now, managers of the bulk oil storage and transportation boss have described as misleading claims by former president John Dramani Mahama that the company has been making consistent losses since the NPP took office in 2017. Uh, we can hear, he tells Joy News, uh, the company is much better off than one the NPP inherited in 2017. Let's hear from Oscar Provencal. Let's on the company. We hadn't paid our taxes for, since from 2010 to 2014, amounting to 47 million Ghana cities. <laughs> and we had legal liabilities hanging on our necks, amounting to 161 million Ghana cities. We have moved a company that made losses of 459 million Ghana cities in 2016 to a profit-making company. In 2021, it was 161. In 2022, we more than doubled to 343. This is amazing performance by all standards. 
Well, joining is also learning the 33 bulk distribution companies licensed by the NPA to import, store, distribute and sell petroleum products made a claim of $37 million on government for work done by Chief Executive of BOST, Edwin Provincial, tells Joy News a forensic audit exposed some of the claims as dubious. We also had some BDCs that had brought in their products that when they came to get the products, the products were not available. So we had BDC claims of almost $37 million on the company. We set up a forensic, internal forensic audit to go back and look into these claims that the BDCs claimed we owed them. And when we vetted it, in addition, we brought in um, reps from Yoko and reps from National Security to be part of the team. When we finished that job, the 37 million BDC claims had reduced to 11 million. Edwin Provencal, the CEO of BOSS. Let me take you to the Ashanti region where cement manufacturing company Kumasi Cement Ghana Limited has been shut down, accused of using inferior materials in its cement production. Nanabwachi Dankwayadom has the rest of the story. Three cement manufacturers in the Ashanti region were directed by the Ghana Standards Authority last week to suspend operations due to concerns over the quality of their cement products. Kumasa Cement Ghana Limited, however, failed to comply, informing the forced closure. The move is part of a large effort to crack down on substandard cement production across the country and protect consumers in accordance with the Ghana Standards Authority Act 2022. Their exercise covers the prohibition of new cement factories pending a streamlined permit insurance process by regulatory institutions. Ashanti Regional Director of the GSA, Samuel Kofi Frempon, spoke to Joe News. Testing the raw materials, we select, we went to all the cement producing companies in Ghana. We did everything and after the analysis, the test results showed that they are not using the right raw materials. Now, I'll take you to Sekendi Takradi Metropolitan Assembly and Clean Ghana campaign is there now. And uh, today they are embarking on an aggressive campaign to rid the metropolis of filth and open defecation. Our Western Regional Correspondent, Ina Thalia Kwansa, joins us uh, with details of what's happening now. Ina, how big is the issue? Yes, I remember. So, um, today the Sekendi Takradi Metropolitan Assembly in collaboration with joining have launched the Clean Ghana campaign. But here, in the metropolis, it is 